is March. Welcome to the Smitten Wordsmith Lifestyle, the podcast in personal growth and career design for writers and creatives. My name is March, and I'm here to guide you to get smitten with life and nurture a journey with Wordsmithery. Every Sunday, you'll get new insights and inspirations on in how to plan your success and manifest your dreams. After the episode, the conversation continues on a Smitten Wordsmith Facebook group. So, I can't wait to see you there. It's better with life, love, and art. Make the most of it. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of this Metal Wordsmith podcast. It's been a while, right? Well, February was actually a tough month for me. Well, I guess it's because, you know, we started to really recuperate smoothly from the overwhelming start of the year last January, which is a good sign because... You know, we're starting to ramp up some projects. And as a true creative, that's what we really want, right? Good for the business, right? So, yes, I'm excited to share this new episode with you. Rin, since February is also considered a love month, although we're almost through this month right here, I guess it's not yet too late to talk about one of my favorite topics, right? So, yes, owing that it's love month, why don't we talk about, you know, how we love being a creative as well, our passion for the arts, for writing, and actually ways to romanticize your life like a true creative. Shall we start? Okay, let's dive in. You know, I'll forever own my main character energy without shame. This is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode. Ways to romanticize your life because... I'm a big believer that in order to really succeed and achieve all the goals that we have in our life, we need to take it slow, be in the moment, live in the present, and of course, romanticize every step of the way. Owning your main character energy isn't actually narcissism, and it isn't an unmerited obsession with my experience. Instead, I'd like to describe it more akin to curiosity following and tracking the thoughts and opinions that float in and out of my mind from moment to moment. And if I had to pick a theme song, any of these jam would do, right? During the pandemic, as in real life interactions between myself and others ebbed and flowed with the near constant changes in comfort and shifts in restrictions. And so for others as well, right? So I made a conscious decision to spend more intentional time with myself. So it was very helpful, I would say. From that experience, I amassed a range of practices, rituals, and routines that all led to this. This go-to guide for how to romanticize your life. So as far as values go, we've been thought to direct our love outward. Altruism is prioritized about self-love. And we often assume that a person spending a little time alone is lonely. Well, PSA, there are two different things internally. And on the topic of self-love, despite the words wide and sweeping use in the common lexicon, it remains an elusive, hard-to-pin-down concept, right? So, yeah. It's a strange idea, isn't it? The possibility that we can fall deeply and compassionately in love with who we are. 
an older iteration of Instagram had us believe that bubble baths and a marathon of spa treatments was the answer to a healthier, more supportive relationship with yourself. Well, if you're a millennial like me, I'm sure you've noticed this back then, well, before the overall Instagram algorithm actually changed into what it is right now. But as social media thankfully evolves, a new trend is taking place. Influencers are touting small, simple, and oftentimes free ways to incorporate a little romance into your day, and I'm totally, wholeheartedly on board. Long story, a little bit longer. Each day gives us countless opportunities to romanticize our lives. What I've learned from befriending myself and falling in love with a person I've uncovered is that it all comes down to a matter of perspective. I've shifted my mindset, and I'm now actively creating space to make my life a little more awe-inspiring, a bit more beautiful, and filled with so much more love for myself. So, inspiring readers with ideas that help us all elevate to every day has long been our goal at this meeting words myth. So, from mindfully, you know, sipping your morning beverage to cooking by candlelight, today we're sharing our favorite, easy, accessible, and totally game-changing tips for making the most of your life from sunup to sundown as a true creative. So yeah, why don't we dive in and see all the ways we can romanticize our life as a true creative. Tip number one, infuse your routines with mindfulness. So some people can commit to a daily meditation ritual. Well, guess what? I'm not one of them. Whatever the case, despite trying to carve out this precious time to spend a few minutes with my thoughts, I just can't. That solution, bringing patience and compassion to my already honed-in habits. When I'm working out, I actively feel the parts of my body that are supporting my movement. When I'm writing an email, I express a little gratitude for the opportunity to connect and work with so many inspiring individuals. This small little shift has the power to make even the most monetas magical. So when you try to be in the moment to live in the present, everything changes. So yeah, whatever you're doing, whatever you're working on, whether it's for your work, for your business, or whether you're just working out, try to infuse your routines with mindfulness. You know, focus, as they say, and Keep things going through that way, okay? It's also connected to when you try to multitask versus when you work in blocks of time. As they say, it's basically easier to build that kind of habit wherein you focus on one one particular task at hand and finish it all rather than multitasking, right? So it's all a matter of mindfulness in order for you to Keep going in that kind of routine and build a habit that will really make your mundane routine or task really in place. And tip number two, that leads me to dress up your morning beverage. Well, we wouldn't get that kind of focus if we don't have our morning cup of tea, right? Or coffee. Yeah, whether you're a tea or coffee person, whatever you're sipping on the AM, supercharge your morning drink with something that'll take the flavor and health benefits to the next level. I'm a big fan of coffee, but I also drink 
my vitamin juice because they work out or when I do my coffee because sometimes I do it at home I have my coffee machine that enables me to you know use different types of coffee pods and capsules in there so I try to change things up a bit use different types of syrups to brighten up my mug maybe with a nice touch of caramelish syrup or maybe some you know um, chocolate sprinkles right there because I really love sweets so yes anything you want to do any preference that you have as long as you know you're creating this art out of your morning beverage right so yes that's step number two and then that leads me to tip number three ditch your phone and pick up your book instead i actually i read about 30 to 40 books a year but uh, despite being a communications major and with a master's in creative writing i'm perhaps one of the slowest readers in the game i don't know i just really like taking my time when i read a book so my secret whether it's waiting in line for coffee sitting in my doctor's office waiting before an appointment or taking a five minute break within task maybe trying to fall asleep as well i read books okay i'll forgo the temptation to scroll and read a page or two at a time it's the best way to energize every moment with a little written inspiration it doesn't matter what book it is that you love to read it's okay if you still read no fiction even as a obviously creative i still really love fiction nowadays I read a lot of fiction, poetry, and a bit of self-help as well. Business books, yeah, th- those are my um, flavors of the month right now. So yes, I want a bit of self-help books every now and then, especially when you know my mind's really cluttered with a lot of information, with a lot of projects and mind stress <laughs> that's going on in business and work. So yeah, it's really great to read something every now and then that helps you clear your mind a bit i know it's a bit contrary because when you read your knowledge just adds up but honestly it's a comforting and therapeutic activity for me it's like a hobby that i built ever since i was a kid so until now it's actually so great that you know you could carry this kind of hobby nowadays and to point it out a bit more and really you know convince you to do this to ditch your phone and pick up a book instead you know the first in the top hobby that billionaires and millionaires do according to research from Forbes is that they read a book each day Bill Gates read at least you know 30 minutes each day doesn't matter if it's a book actually it could be a newspaper or a magazine yeah any knowledge or information you can absorb in a day that would be really helpful and would help you increase and improve yourself at least one percent each day right so yes tip number four date yourself newsflash you don't need an excuse to treat yourself to a drink or dinner or a spa or yeah anything that floats your boat my dear while we've been told to reserve evenings out for romantic connections only 
putting on your favorite outfit and enjoying all the mood lighting is an activity that can be fully enjoyed with yourself and yourself alone. So it doesn't really matter whether you have a romantic partner or not, you can still date yourself, right? So yes, that's honestly uh, what you should be doing as well, even if you have a romantic partner, you know, it's very important for us. I feel like that, yeah, as creatives as well, to have some time out for ourselves, really get to know ourselves, be more self-aware, you know, focus focus more on self-love. And when you date yourself, actually, what do we do on dates, right? We get to know each other and we try to connect and see if there's a potential of a lasting relationship or connection with that person, right? So if you do that with yourself as well, you'll be getting to know more what's inside of you deeply, right? So yes, that's one of my most favorite tips so far. Next up, tip number five, own your ambition. So despite having a long-standing writing practice, it took me years before I finally felt comfortable calling myself a writer, right? So I'm sure, yeah, um, any creative out there would really, you know, relate to this. Even if you're not a writer, if you're a designer, a painter, an artist, yeah, I'm sure we all get this feeling. But here's the thing, and I'm about to get technical on you. The definition of a writer, someone who writes. The definition of a painter, someone who paints. So whether it's a hobby or a career, start practicing and getting comfortable with owning what you do. And give yourself that damn credit you deserve, right? So own it. Own your ambition. And claim it. Be that person that you want to be. You know, don't try to even discredit yourself or play small just because you don't feel good about it or you don't really feel comfortable calling yourself a writer or an artist, right? Actually, it gives you more power once you own it. Back then, yeah, I actually have some thoughts about myself and even think that I've got this kind of imposter syndrome, which I would be glad to talk about um, in, you know, the other episodes. Yeah, we can totally discuss more about that, but yeah. I have this. Imp- I used to have this imposter syndrome, and I'll be discussing with you how I overcame it. So yes, it's pretty similar with owning your ambition. So once it started to overcome that and own it, me as a writer, me as a business owner, me as an entrepreneur, owning this marketing agency, everything really started to fall into place because that way you're manifesting what you wanted for yourself. In this life right so yes i think this is one of my most favorite tips as well owning your ambition and tip number six go analog with your communication so when it comes to staying in touch with friends and family in a pinch texting and dms get the job done but as someone who values her relationships above all else i love taking my time to mindfully interact with loved ones so you better arm yourself with beautiful stationaries and sit down to put your thoughts and gratitude on the page. 
I also love calling someone out of the blue for what often ends up being an hour's long catch-up. Because you guys, you don't have an idea how much this person really misses you, this friend or this family member. So call them. You never know how much it might mean to someone, right? And I really love, you know, I do this. I used to journal a lot when I still have more time. But right now that we're really uh, busy in business, yeah, I really have time to do that. So uh, what I do in exchange for journaling or as a replacement to that is that I create photo albums of my favorite moments or maybe print those pictures and put them in frames and I display them around my house. So yeah, that's what I do. It's really very helpful because it helps you relieve those moments again that are really magical, especially if you missed it person. It just makes you, you know, feel more alive, gives you clarity in mind and it's very therapeutic as well. So yeah, you guys should try it. All right. Tip number seven, one of my favorites too, dance it out, you know, even if you're not good at it, you know, dance it out because it feels good no matter what it looks like. So what I actually do, I go to the gym. I have a personal trainer, but aside from, you know, going to our coaching sessions, trainings, I love joining the dance classes at the gym. So it's a, it's a huge community at uh, this gym that I go to and I attend different types of dance classes in there. I'm actually not a very good dancer. So yeah, well, uh, I'm not really sure. But since, you know, I'm a writer, I used to be really stoic and yeah, really comfortable um, doing with myself and, you know, doing writing, which is a very sedentary type of hobby and lifestyle and job as well so yeah I couldn't really imagine myself doing that just looking back but right now I really love dancing it's one of the things that I look forward to on a weekly basis and I look at the chart at the gym seeing what types of dances we'll be doing this week so there's belly dancing there's you know pop hip-hop different types of dancing and also can do yoga and pilates as well in other days yeah so dance it out even if you don't attend dance classes you know you can just vibe at home you know that's what i do as well whenever i clean the house and it's just me all alone here romanticizing cleaning the bathroom and cleaning the living room i would put on some playlists put the music on and then dance it out with my vacuum in hand you know <laughs> so yeah just really live in the moment just Fill it and dance it out. Tip number eight, surround yourself with scents. Oh my god, I really love scents. I love engaging all of my senses with beauty, but one of the most overlooked is the power of scent. Find your favorite fragrance and don't hold back. As for me, I really love, you know, fruity and floral scents. My most favorites would be lavender. Lavender is really, you know, relaxing, helps with your sleep as well. Cucumber um, and melon, yeah, my favorite scents. I could name, yeah, a lot of them, but yeah, those are my favorite scents in terms of candles, diffusers. So whether it's in the form of a candle, diffuser, or plug-in device, 
choose an option that fits your space best and get ready for the goodness. So yeah, don't really mind if, you know, a guest doesn't like it or what, but yeah, if it works for you, then go. Go for it, girl. Tip number nine, try single tasking. So this is what I was saying earlier. Despite how your first post-grad job interviews made it seem, right? Or despite you taking extra classes while you're working, which made you really feel powerful because you're able and discovered yourself that you can multitask, multitasking shouldn't be put on a pedestal, okay? Instead, take your tasks one by one. Enjoying the clarity that comes with focusing your attention on one thing at a time, you know, it's really powerful. Okay. It makes you feel successful. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually what I feel. So whenever I do um, single tasks at a time, I feel like I come out of it as an accomplished person later on. So yeah, just take your time. Be mindful as well. Yeah, it's very important to do that because sometimes when I'm in multitask, maybe work on a few different projects at a time. We tend to gobble it up and, you know, really struggle with managing our time. And who knows, maybe we won't be able to turn up the kind of quality that our clients are expecting or that, you know, uh, people are expecting from us. So just think about it. If you single task, it doesn't mean that you're slowing down. It means that you're romanticizing, you know, uh, making the most of it as well. Okay. Because as they say, quality is still more important than quantity. Okay. And tip number 10. I guess this is my third most favorite. Dress up for no reason. If you also work from home, then you're familiar with the temptation to spend all day in your sweats or pajamas, just like what I'm wearing right now. And while that's certainly welcome on some days, there is much to be said for the boost of energy and the inspiration that comes with putting on your favorite outfit. So take your time. Get ready and enjoy the boost of confidence it'll bring. What I would usually do is that it's either I dress up for no reason, put on my favorite top, or um, I also do my makeup. You know, even if I don't have any meetings in a day, yeah, I just... You know, I'll doll myself up, use my favorite eyeliner or eyeshadow, yeah, a bit of blush, contour my face, and use my favorite lippy. Yes, dress up for no reason. Doll up. Okay. And tip number 11, take a detox bath. Sure, I may have knocked idea of bubble baths being a one and done solution above, but leaning into the soothing magic of a warm, Nourishing bath is pure bliss. It doesn't have to be done in the bathtub. You know, you can also do body scrubs. This is one of my favorites as well. Body, body scrubs that really have the scents that I love. So yeah, I love a good um, grapefruit body scrub. Really take my time to do it in the shower. It really detoxifies not just your skin, but gives clarity to your mind as well. It's very therapeutic in a sense. And 12, wear actual pajamas. Yes, this is what I love. Well, this isn't true for everyone. 
I've certainly been guilty about, you know, going to bed in a pair of leggings, sweatpants, or athletic shorts, which is, you know, not so comfortable. I know, it's it's kind of cringe, but I've since seen the light and learned to take my bedtime routine seriously. So nowadays, I love changing into maybe soft silk sets or linen pajamas, nightgowns are even better. Now that I'm, you know, approaching my 30s, yeah, I've learned to appreciate wearing nightgowns. And, well, cotton pajamas are also very comfy. Yeah, so really love wearing them. It's very important to have this bedtime routine. Doesn't just include, you know, dressing up for sleep, but, you know, doing your skincare as well. Yeah, the overall shiba. So tip number 13, pick up a new hobby. Hobbies remind us that we're more than our work. In fact, we're humans with our own deep, complex, and personal interior lives. So hobbies keep us curious and growing, and they let us continue to expand and get to know ourselves better at any age, right? So yeah, if you think about it, if you have any hobbies at the moment, it could be reading for one. Yeah, so instead of, you know, being on social media the whole day or on your phone, yeah, you can ditch it and start picking up stuff to read or a journal. Take those pictures, take yoga classes, or maybe, yeah, anything that really floats your boat, my dear, that will work. Next up, of course, don't forget to appreciate yourself. Try seeing yourself in a new light. So instead of wishing you could run faster, marvel at the fact that met your step goal for the day. If you're having a bad body image day, focus on all the hard work your body does for you. The next time you're tempted to tear yourself down because of a perceived mistake, try seeing the growth and progress you're making every step of the way. So I actually have a perfect example for this. So when I started doing my personal training to the gym, I started going to the gym, I actually wanted to lose weight, you know. And weeks gone by, weeks later, days later, I started seeing my gains, like I gained more weight, you know. So I was frustrated, yeah. I didn't appreciate those gains, but little did I know, my body is becoming healthier in a sense because I'm increasing my skeletal my muscle mass rather than my body fat so yeah my body fat continues to decrease and my muscle mass increases that means that those gains are actually helpful in toning my body so my body looks leaner in a sense even though my weight you know is increasing so yeah i kind of started to appreciate that and became really happy that i have those gains and results but looking back in the past, yeah, I was really confused and frustrated. So, yeah, you just have to look through it and try seeing the growth and progress that you're making every step of the way. You know, be mindful about it as well and own it. You know, love yourself. Tip number 15, surround yourself with plants. Yes, this is one of the things that I love as well. Once I started living on my own, yep, getting to really be into plants more. 
So it's science fact and personally proven that keeping plants in your home is an inspiring strategy for staying connected to nature, boosting your mood, and purifying the air in your home. Plants are a delight to take care of, you know, making you feel responsible for something outside of yourself. And what's really good about it as well is that you get this good air circulation around your house as well because of, you know, being surrounded with all these nature and plants. And it's great. It's very therapeutic once you start taking care of, you know, your money tree or maybe your snake plant and seeing them grow, you know, it makes you really happy and accomplished as well. Tip number 16, practice positive affirmations. I know you've heard this one before and I can say with certainty that you've probably rolled your eyes at advice in the past. But though it might sound cheesy, the practice has become one of my favorite forms of self-care. Okay, so for, yeah, there are plenty of affirmations to choose from. You can even write your own for yourself, okay? And yeah, this leads us to the last tip, start in quiet. Before you reach for your phone, talk to your partner, or dive into work, start your morning with silence, all by yourself. Breathe in, ground into your body, and feel the sheets on your legs. There's no better way to begin romanticizing your day than this. You know, it makes you feel powerful, blessed, and really positive about your life. Being given, you know, another chance to live, enjoying all of these different things that were given to you. You start to appreciate your life as well. Alright? So, yeah. Those are some of my favorite ways on how we can romanticize our life as a true creative. Thanks to life experiences and a heck of a lot of therapy, the relationship I have in myself is rooted in respect and an understanding that I'm constantly evolving and growing, you know. So yeah, it since um, some of these I've been sitting on and others feel like more of a challenge, I'm not really that, you know, perfect when it comes to following through. Either way, I want to leave my 20s feeling accomplished, inspired, and bold, and with these tips, hopefully, could help you as well. So... Thanks for tuning in. See you again next Sunday for another inspirational conversation on our life as creatives and creators. My name is Marge, and you just listened to the Smith & Wordsmith podcast.